Welcome everybody to the business podcast where we pour out weekly business lessons from entrepreneurs and business owners from around the world. I'm your host, Super Joe Pardo, and my guest today is making her dreams come true by doing the most important tasks every single day. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are right now, I need you to give a big, warm welcome to our guest, Kathy, and I should have asked before, Kathy Nolas? Nolas? Nolas. Kathy Kathy. (laughs) Good morning, Joe. How are you? I am wonderful. How about yourself? I am wonderful, too. So, Kathy, why don't you get started by giving some background about yourself? Oh, sure. Absolutely. So um, my background is in human resources. I had worked in HR for over 25 years in corporate. And while I was doing that, I was really uh, fortunate in that I could be really entrepreneurial in my position. So over the years, I was able to see something that needed to be done and just go out and do it. And loved it, loved it, loved it. And then probably around 2011 or so, I started to get this burning desire to do more. So I started my own business, uh, burning the candle at both ends. You know how that is many times when you're an entrepreneur, working and then my business. And then from there, um, I ended up leaving that organization in 2014 to go out and do only this. And it's been exciting and wonderful and um, challenging all at the same time. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so, well, let's, let's go back. Like, so as far as being in a, you know, what, what differences have you found as far as being in an entrepreneur role versus actually being an entrepreneur? Uh, I think the difference is, is I can be more creative now and I can be in that space where, um, you know, you, you don't necessarily quote unquote, wait a long time for something to happen. I felt many times in my corporate career that we would come up with suggestions, ideas, talk to the team, have all this brilliant stuff going, and then it may or may not happen even though I directly reported to the owner. There were about 200 of us, and I directly worked with him, but it could still be slow churning, right? And so what I'm finding with my business now is that because I call the shots and because I really tap into something and oh, feel this burning desire, this feels like it's going to work, or you know, let's just go out and do this, it happens uh, quicker, which I really appreciate, and that ability to be more creative. I mean, that kind of comes with the territory of having more people involved, though, right? I mean, I, I, I mean, from my perspective, when you have more people involved, you have more tubes to jump through, more gates to, to cross, um, and, and things yes. like that, right? Yes, and, you know, because I did report directly to the person who owned the business, I, I didn't have a lot of that, um, but he was you know, he could be a little bit slower to make the decision. And I get that, you know, let's face it, you're running a $65 million company, you've got 200 team members, there's a lot you have to look at. Uh, So I get where that's different. Um, But there were a lot of um, outstanding opportunities and ideas there that I think that were possibly passed upon. So, yeah. Yeah, well, okay. So let's, let's fast forward to when you decided to start your own business. 
Yeah. Oh, so, you know, we all think what this is going to look like. We all envision it in our mind and how amazing it's going to be. And I made all those entrepreneurial mistakes of leaving corporate, thinking I'm ready, starting, you know, home office that I never left. I just stayed there and it wasn't good. <laughs> so, so all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, I guess I like have to go out and start meeting people and shaking hands and talking to people and telling the world what I have to do. And then I realized how much I didn't know, like, oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's stepping into this whole other thing. So even though I have my expertise in HR, there's this whole other entrepreneurial hat that you have to wear of whether it be social media or sales funnels or how to collect money or <laughs> whatever it is. So I really fell into that trap and I was in it for a couple of years. It was really hard. You know, it's that whole um, show up and be seen. Uh, first, I was having trouble showing up. And then even when I would show up, I was having a real challenge being seen. I didn't have the confidence at that point, you know. Now, what, where do you feel that the lack of confidence was coming from? Was it something inside of you or was it in the the offering that you weren't real confident in the offering just yet? Uh, you know, and what because when you're just getting started, it's it's like, oh, what do you do? And it's like people are like, I, I've never met anyone like that or doing that or, uh, you know, anything in like that sense. Yeah, that's a great question, Joe, because I, that's exactly what it was, I think. I don't think it was really the confidence in my talents, but it was the confidence in my ability to say what it is that I do. And, you know, Joe, I don't know about you. I, I know that you're really successful in what you do in the podcast world and all of that. But for me, it's like, you know, it, my clarity on even something, which is really an old saying now, right, but who's my ideal client it seemed like that foundation for me at the beginning changed so often. Like I, I couldn't get that straight in my mind. So it was kind of exasperating. Um, but then something happened probably around uh, 2016. It just, I got clearer and clearer on what I didn't want, which allowed me to really step into that space or energy of if that's what I don't want, then this is what I do want and nothing is going to stop me from it. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, it, it does come back to uh, the desire, like, how much do you really need it? And then how much do you really want it? And then, you know, that's when you're, you're forced to get out and, and do those things. Um, until then, it's kind of like, well, you know, th this should, people should just line up for me. <laughs> and like, people should be searching this stuff. And the thing and the truth is, they are. But if you're not like at the top of that search result, then they're probably not finding you that way. And that's not good. And ad spend is expensive. And you know, there's and, and especially if money's tight at that point in the in the sure. game for you. Um, yeah, you know, not everybody, you know, makes the the couple hundred thousand dollars. It's like, okay, now I have investment money for myself. And I'll, I'm gonna bet on myself to right. uh, to take that step. So yeah, I, I, I don't, I definitely, uh, I, I mean, as a business consultant, I, I definitely, um, identify with that for the first, you know, three, three and a half years I had quite, you know, a number of clients, but you know, a lot of those clients didn't necessarily, I don't think took me as serious as they, they could have or should have given the <laughs> background that I came out of that they yeah. didn't come out of. So, um, 
you know, and and, it, and and then that that doubt creeps in, and that fear creeps into you, and and seeps in, and and when you don't have win after win after win after win, it just you know starts feeling easy. That's when it's like, oh man, yeah, man, what am I, <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> Your head's down. You're kicking stones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I've been there. Plenty of cou- plenty of couch afternoons, like feeling sorry for <laughs> myself in the early days of doing this. Yeah. And it's funny too, because I think there's a part of us that needs to sort of be out in the world and talking to people to really, in some ways, realize how good we are at what it is that we do. Right. Like for me, I know that when it comes down to hiring and teams, I'm really good. And, and sometimes I forget that if I'm not out in the world, talking to people about their challenges, their problems, this, this team member that's not working, this last hire that, you know, cost them, you know, five, uh, five figures uh, because it didn't work out. And then me being able to step in that energy to help them. It's when you're in the world helping and serving that you start to say, wow, I've got traction on this. I, I am pretty darn good at this. <laughs> so if you're not doing that, you're in trouble. Yeah. How how do you handle the, I mean, obviously they, they might not actually be a, you know, potential client, but how do you handle the, the, the business owner that's like, yeah, it just didn't work out. So like, we, we just keep, you know, we just keep recurring. Like, obviously there's a problem, right? And the the symptom of the problem is they have to keep hiring new people, uh, or they, they keep on to people that really aren't that great at what they do, but they keep on them because it's comfortable. Yeah. And let's face it. Number one, we'll, as human beings, we'll do anything to stay comfortable, right? <laughs> it's very hard for us to make that choice to break out of our comfort zone. But the truth is, and, and the fact is, some business owners will just never care, and they're not my ideal client. Um, that's, just, that's just what it is. I care about people. I care about teams. I know that when you get that synergy, that, that creative energy of, of really powerful people working together... I know that those teams drive in more customers. They are the customer advocate. And if you want to bring up your, your money, if you want to bring it up the end of the year, your, the net figures, the worth of the value of the company, it relies on your team. They make hundreds, thousands of decisions every day on your behalf. They are seen by the customer more than, more than the owner is. And it's really important that they understand that people do business with people. That's all there is to it. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I, I had to remind my dad who who has five businesses or has had five Ooh, businesses wow. uh, mm-hmm. that like, you know, like, like I love Amazon. I buy lots of stuff from Amazon, but at the end of the day, I have like zero relationship with Amazon. Sorry. Sorry, Alexa, that's sitting next to me, but <laughs> you know, I, I do like there's, I don't have a per like, I don't have a sales rep or anything like that. It's like, Oh man, I really love Bob. Bob's awesome. And you know, he, he uh, brings us donuts every, like every other month. And you know, there is no, that, that, that connection isn't there. I mean, they built a relationship in other ways, but, yes. it, but, but that relationship that, uh, you know, could, could definitely be swayed. Um, you know, if jet came and was like, Hey, we're going to offer 20% off everything that Amazon says that is that, that they're the lowest. Okay. Yeah. Like I, you know, I, that the, the, my relationship with them is built on that. They're going to deliver and that it's cheap. And, right. and that, and that those are two things that can be easily swayed. Yes, absolutely. You can be easily swayed by that. Because again, you know, quite frankly, if Jet could deliver faster, and it were less expensive, we'd all we, you know, move from prime over to something else, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
So it's it's a very powerful thing. So, People. so let's let's go back uh, to to what were some of the first steps that you took once you were you, you were like, okay, I'm gonna go for this and do this on my own. Oh, it was so scary. Uh, first of all, I was in a, a six figure career. Um, and you know, all the bells and whistles to that, the four weeks vacation, the, the free health insurance for the whole family, you know, the, the four weeks sick time, the 401k. <laughs> oh man. And, um, so I really prepared, I prepared for a long time. I, I made sure that I had the investments that I needed, um, the capital investments that I needed for my business. Um, I, really looked at my spending habits. What can I live with? What can I live without? Um, everything on a spreadsheet. I'm a pretty, pretty detail oriented. And I really believe that when you see things in black and white, it can tell a complete story. So, you know, what is the bare minimum I need to live on? What is the comfort level that I need to live on? What is that dollar amount that needs to come in? And where is it? What is it that I really want to make financially? So going through all of those things. And then I was very fortunate that when I ended up leaving my corporate role, um, they called me back to do some consulting for them. So, you know, how blessed are you in that first year, year and a half um, that I was able to actually go back in and do some substantial consulting to gear up the person that um, had taken my role as well as help with other things. So that was kind of a little bit of extra padding in my nest. That was really great. Um, but for me, what was most important is to know my numbers, especially when it came to money. I was used to having that flow of money all the time. And I needed, I knew that I needed to uh, work my way up back up to that space pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, that is definitely a, a, uh, you know, a lot of people, when, when you were saying all those things, I'm like, man, you know, when, when you're saying that all I'm thinking of, like, that's like winning the lottery. Like, it's like, how, how, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a lot of hard work to get to that point where you're, you can make that, you know, command that kind of money and command that kind of, of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, and yet, and yet we like people like you and me still want something else. And yeah. it's not something that like money can buy. It's, it's that creativity that we get to impart into our work and into our uh, lives and other, and ultimately other people's lives. You know, I, yeah. it, it means, it means a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny because I still remain in touch with a lot of people there, right? And they're they're sort of in that same grind. And I'm not saying that's bad, you know, not bad, not good. It just is what it is, right? But there's something burning in them too. But because of the that big dollar amount, and I get it, you know, when they when you start to receive that kind of money, it truly is those golden handcuffs where you keep saying, Man, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do this. But you take the leap and it's really invigorating. And you know that you're betting on yourself no matter what. So oh, that man. says a lot. Oh, definitely. I mean, I don't know if you did, did you I don't know if you read my bio or not. I'm not gonna put you on the spot by asking. Oh, Actually, I did. Oh, you did? Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's good. I don't have to put you on the spot. But yeah, I mean, I, I know it's, it's, um, it's a, it's a, it's, it could be a sickening feeling because, like, the, you know, in my case, the golden handcuffs weren't, it wasn't just money. It wasn't just things. It was family and it was my time and it was, you know, um, feeling like I was, 
you know, got to, to a point where like I wanted to make a difference in the world that was outside of the realm of what I was, you know, in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you have that desire, no matter what, um, and I don't want to say that we'll work around family, right? Because that is truly the most important things in our lives, but we find a way and somehow, because we want this so badly, because it's burning so deeply inside of us, it works out better, right? Like, you know, your daughter can be in the next room. So the minute you finish up whatever it is that you're doing and you go into the next room, well, family's there. This is really cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I definitely appreciate, um, you know, I definitely appreciate the, the, the ability to do that instead of being like, cause I remember I was, so I was very early on, I'm sitting there editing my, my podcast and it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm like, man, what am I, what am I doing? Like, I'm supposed to be sitting at my desk being like, uh, is it five thirty yet? Like, <laughs> you know, when, when is that going to come? And then speaking of my daughter, my daughter just came running. Oh, there she goes. Uh, back there I, she goes so, in and see, out. I, as, as the listeners can't tell, I have an open door policy here. Uh, cause they, uh, the listeners can't see, but, um, but we do, we have a closed fence policy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cause as you can see, there's lots of things that she likes to grab and, and if I'm not paying attention, she will. Aww. So speaking That's... of family, lobbing it yes. right in there for you, how did your family take it when you were like, yeah, I'm, uh, I know that I need this money and I know that I need this job and I have a lifestyle and I'm, um, I'm checking out. Yeah. Well, um, I was fortunate in that I did wait for my youngest son to head off. Well, not head off to college. He had two years under his belt before I made the choice to leave. And um, the last two years are his to um, work through, right? So uh, we made sure he got through the first two years. And now he's on his own doing the last two. Um, but I have to tell you, my husband was scared you know, that last part of this, and yeah, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. say it. Oh, I, I would concept. edit it anyway. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh, man. Because, Poopless. you know, yeah, about yeah. poop around a lot around here. <laughs> yeah, right. When you have little babies, <laughs> that's what happens. But, yeah, so what happened was early on in our careers, uh, my husband had a, a really nice career. And, of course, I was growing and building um, as an HR director. And it was always fun, right? Like I'd be right behind him financially. That was always so cool. And then I caught up to him financially. And oh, I was so darn proud of myself. And then I surpassed him financially. And it, I have to say, it sucked because everything shifted, right? And I mean, he still had a, a great role, a great career, a great job. But all of a sudden now, I'm the breadwinner. And he was really, really um, scared to death. But I think over the course of the three years that I had my business burning the candle at both ends, he saw how much I wanted it. He watched me work all weekend long. He watched me leave the office and go run out to a meeting or go see a, a, one of my personal business clients. Or, and, and he knew how much I wanted it. And I think he also realized the demand that doing both things, what it was doing to my health and what it was taking out of me. So, um, you know, he finally said, let's just do this and let's just give it the best shot we've got. And I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I, I definitely can resonate with that. I mean, uh, my, it's, it's funny, like, um, people used to ask like, Oh, well, how did Melissa take it when you left? And you know, cause like 
you know, she's a teacher, so she's making decent money too. But, you know, she's like, I was happy because he wasn't coming home and yelling for 10 minutes, (laughs) 15 minutes about how horrible his day was. And, um, and, you know, how frustrated he was about all the people that he had to deal with that, you know, didn't care to the level that he did and, and all that it was, and, and he was happier. So, yeah, yeah, it it definitely, um, is a shift for a lot, you know, for the life rather than like a whole bunch of money. Um, yeah. Plus they say more money, more problems. So, you know, and I, I think it's very true living, living that, uh, and knowing it. Yeah. And you know, what was crazy for me too, I was so enmeshed in the corporate environment, the, you know, that business environment that when I first left corporate, I was, I, I didn't feel like I had any freedom yet. Like I felt like, okay, I still need to work seven days a week. I still need to, you know, gruel into the late hours of the night. I still need to, oh, no, it's a Wednesday. I can't possibly go do this on a Wednesday, right? So it's taken me, as crazy as it is, just this year, I've started to settle in to being an entrepreneur where I've said, no, you know, if I'm going to work all weekend long, then, you know, let's go out on the boat on Wednesday or, um, you know, let's go to the zoo today, or I'm just now, or taking my mornings to go to the gym and be able to work out, taking those extra couple hours there were things that I would never do before. Um, but I'm loving having that freedom now to do it. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm going to work out right after this call. <laughs> so yep. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, so speaking of that, what's your, what's your hobby, Kathy? Oh, uh, we have a lot of hobbies. Uh, first of all, we have a motor coach, so we love to go, uh, camping, love to go RVing. Um, I have two dogs, but my youngest dog is a border collie. Her name's Tessa and she is intelligent and active and man, you got to keep going with her. So, uh, we do a lot of walks. We go out, we take her out, we take, go with her out on the boat. Um, we do a lot of bike riding, my husband and I, and then gym and a little bit of yoga. Yoga is just kind of a morning ritual thing. Oh, so, I love that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely important to have the, the hobbies and the enjoyments outside of work. I mean, I love working. That's one of the reasons I, I did what I did. Right. And, yeah. and as you do too, um, you know, but it's important to have that hobbies, hobby, hobbies to get, to get outside that. And it, I think also, and I don't know if, do you find that it helps you creatively as well? That's what I was going to say. It's so crazy, you know, so often, especially not so much if I'm at the gym or something like that, cause it's a little louder, but like if Tessa and I are out walking or if I'm, I'm riding, you know, riding my bike or something, it's like. I have some of the best ideas, right? Because I'm out in nature and it's just kind of this sort of leisurely kind of thing. And um, so I have some really great ideas and it allows me to come back here and just be able to sit and go back at it with a clear mind. Oh, yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, I just want to real quick want to remind everyone that they're listening to the business podcast. I'm your host, Super Joe Pardo, and I'm talking with Kathy Knowles. Kathy Knowles. Yes, yes. got it. All right, Yay. great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kathy, what's been your biggest roadblock so far? Um, I would say that whole going back to um, 
as I said earlier, it took me probably really about two or three years to really get my confidence in what I was saying and, and how I was really showing up in the world in regard to my brand. Um, and so it was that whole show up. Like I was doing okay at showing up, but I was finding that I was showing up and not really being seen. And what I'm allowing myself to do today is, is be seen and be seen for the person that I am and the value that I can give to others. And that took a while for me. It really did. What's some of the ways that you, you did to overcome that? Knowing that I had to stand out of my comfort zone, knowing that um, all I have to do now is take that next first step. Uh, you know, it's scary when you stand up, when you make that choice to stand up and, and talk to a group of people, especially early on when you're, you're not really that seasoned yet and your message is kind of like wild and crazy and all over the place, right? And and so over time, over showing up and being seen over and over and over again, it just becomes more refined. It just becomes more natural. Um, and so that was really, for me, probably the most challenging because again, I thought my role as an entrepreneur was going to be kind of sitting at home and being creative. And that's a fun part of it, but that's not really that important. You have to be out in the world. <laughs> yeah, no, you absolutely do. Um, so Kathy, growing up though, what was your childhood dream? Oh boy, my childhood dream growing up. Ah, oh, that's a great question. Um, probably to, I, one thing I know is I always wanted to help people. So, I, you know, it was never so clear as, oh, I wanted to be a therapist or, oh, I wanted to be there, you know, because there for a while, I grew up on a family farm, right? So we had cows and dogs and cats. So there for a while, I wanted to be a vet. And then for a while, I wanted to be a chef. Um, but really, I always wanted to be in that place where I was helping people. That's where I felt like I, or helping animals, just helping, right? That's where I always felt really good um, about me being who I am. So I, I would say, like I said, I'm going back sort of to vet and chef. Those were two things that were kind of important to me. And still to this day, I absolutely love animals and I love to cook, but I don't really know if I could have been either one of those two things. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so um, I would have to say that would probably be what it would have been. Oh, oh that's awesome. I mean, yeah, and you're helping people now. So, I mean, that's, that's yeah. part of the, the key there. Yeah. Um, with that said, what do your dreams of future look like? Well, I'm looking to write a book and um, I've started that in bits and pieces. It's been coming to me. And um, so I have some of that done. And what I really want to do since we've just recently moved here is I'm, I'm looking to really find a place where I can dive into because in South Florida I had this and now that we're here in the Melbourne area, I really want to find a place where I can dive in and be more actively involved not-for-profit with the community and get to know the community more here in the next year. These are some of the things I plan on, you know, completing the book and really being more involved with community. 
Um, so that's within the next year. Then within the next five years, I plan to continue to grow my business. I currently work with a team of um, three people plus myself. And um, I would like to be in that space where my business is doubled from where it is today and then be working with about seven people plus myself. Oh, that's awesome. That's some great goals to have. Yeah, yeah. And I think they're... Um, well, certainly this next year goal is very doable. And the way my business has been increasing in sales, um, I think within the next three years to five years, um, that side of it is very doable too. So pretty realistic for me. Oh, that, that is awesome. Um, Kathy, how can people connect with you and, and find out more about what you do and, and hiring you and, and all that? Absolutely. You can find me on my website, which is intuitivestrategies.com. And um, if you're interested in hiring someone, I have a find and fill formula, which allows businesses a whole a full hiring process that they can replicate over and over again um, to use when they're hiring their team members. And if you're interested and you'd like to reach out to me, of course, it's Kathy at intuitivestrategies.com. I have um, 18 uh, behavioral based interview questions that you can use for any uh, position within your organization. So if you're interested in that, just reach out and let me know. Awesome. I will definitely have that in the show notes at superjoepardo.com. Thank you so much, Kathy, for taking the time. I would love to have you on the show in like a year to follow up, see how that book's coming along. I'd and, love uh, that, Joe. And, and anything I could do to help with that, that process, feel free to ask. Um, Kathy, before we wrap up here, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share? Yeah. Being an entrepreneur, know and understand what your gifts are and how you're unique and just go out and share them with the world. Just be who you are and show up and amazing things will happen. Couldn't agree more. If you've enjoyed this episode of the business podcast, all I could ask you to do is just share it with a friend, share it with someone who could get something out, out of this episode with Kathy or one of the 300 and some odd episodes before it. Um, Thank you so much, Kathy. Again, I really do appreciate your time. Thank you, Super Joe. I appreciated it too. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Business Podcast featuring Super Joe Pardo. Get more business content at superjoepardo.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on The Business Podcast, send an email to joe at superjoepardo.com. The Business Podcast is copyrighted to 234 Solutions, LLC.